0: Hello, and welcome to the Maximu Theater and Performance Podcast. This is David Levy. On today's episode, we take a close look at the United Solo Festival in conversation with their artistic director and several of the performers featured in
1: the festival. Enjoy.
0: Let's get started. Why don't you introduce yourself?
1: Uh, Sure, Uh, thank you for having us, uh, David. Uh, My name is Omar Sangare. I'm very proud of our project. It is our 10th anniversary uh, right now. I started with an idea over, over 10 years ago uh, about having a brief showcase, maybe for three days, maybe for a week, maybe for two, in in New York, definitely, uh, to present solo performances. And then I realized how popular the the genre is and how many uh, submissions uh, we did receive uh, uh, at that time. Uh, so we grew uh, year by year, and we we competed with with uh, <laughs> with ourselves each time, each year, uh, being the world's largest solo theater festival. And here we come, ten years it is.
0: So take a step back.
1: Why solo theater? It's a fantastic form to to get back to um, a singular human being to truly really, uh, give up on on chaos and so many things that are around us. Uh, wonderful things, interesting things, uh, in many cases, distracting things. And here we have a um, moment to, to meet a singular performer on, on stage. It's, it's, it's kind of a uh, date, uh, um, if you will, uh, to have. You may fall in love uh, and you may continue... Uh, following uh, your favorite uh, performer later on and uh, I found this uh, this approach and this form quite unique uh, these days
0: I know you're also an actor and you're also an academic and I'm wondering with all of that already going on why did you want to add artistic director of a very large very complex festival to what you're doing
1: to not stay at the same Place for for too long. I, uh, I'm originally from from Poland. I started my career as the the first black actor in, in Poland, and uh, believe me, that was a luxurious situation <laughs> in a way <laughs> to have no competition involved. Uh, so that, that that was great uh, to to start the career and and to have many opportunities to to work with the folks in in Poland and around Europe. Uh, but at some point I, I was back with my thoughts to, uh, to New York um, City. I was visiting uh, being a National Theatre Academy uh, in Warsaw. We came, 10 students from, from Warsaw came to, to New York in order to prepare a music program for Lincoln Center. It was a very exotic place uh, for, for me in New York at that time. Uh, I didn't think I'll be back, but then you're in Poland and you're watching all those phenomenal movies and you cannot resist the, the temptation to, 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 to think or return or, or do something uh, here where such a strong magnetism for, for artists and, and many other people. So that was, that was the, the, the case of mine.
0: Now, what does it mean to be the artistic director of a solo festival? What what does your job entail?
1: Good question. Uh, Each year, um, it's a question I'm asking myself again and again. Uh, At the beginning, it was um, quite uh, risky and uh, took a lot of time and... um, Uh, and effort, uh, I would say, to put everything uh, together and and make sure that this is the the best what we can get at that time. Uh, Later on, I just found out that my role is sort of dissolving, (laughs) and I like that fact very much. Um, uh, i rather see an event uh, people are excited about. I was a solo performer myself, still am, uh, but uh, the festival is not about me, uh, and uh, <laughs> I was answering many times uh, why I don't want to perform at the United Zala. So, uh, I thought that that would be truly selfish and and foolish of me uh, to to perform at, at, at the festival. I I found it, so I I used to postpone it, saying like, oh maybe not the first season, maybe a second, <laughs> maybe third, se- no maybe like and uh, a year ago I was so close to say mm, maybe 10th anniversary that will be a moment for me to um, pretend that I shine but but again um, I'm quite modest or I can perform a modest person and for that reason I'm uh, I rather do operational uh, stuff than uh, uh, performative one on, on stage.
0: So do you decide who gets into the festival who doesn't how does that how does that work who
1: who actually picks the shows uh, in a way we have a team and um, uh, at some point uh, we share um, all materials we received from uh, artists companies um, and then we uh, we have our say um uh, again uh, first year and second year i thought that i'll be uh, i should be very much into Style I know into style I'm comfortable with, uh, yet realized that uh, there are many other folks I uh, respected um, and do respect uh, uh, still uh, working with them um, for United Solo. And they had quite different uh, opinion, uh, um, not getting into specific Type of of solos, uh, I decided to, to to rely on 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 other uh, people's opinion, and and that was that was amazing because uh, through through those years I I could learn about theater, I could learn about different form, I could be mesmerized uh, when open to to the form I thought before would not be a uh, um, my taste. Uh, so again, this eclectic uh, compilation of uh, takes is amazing to uh, to see. Uh, as you are a theater and you sit uh, in uh, the front row, uh, next row, whichever row, you won't be very far from uh, from the story. You actually have the opportunity to uh, to meet the world and and, and stories and, and people who are coming. Uh, to theater from uh, six continents and, and who share their wonderful, traumatic, funny, uh, you name it, uh, stories. And in a way you can find out um, differences, um, but you can learn so much about what unites us all. How many different shows are there
0: in the festival this year? Do you know off the top of your head?
1: Yes, this year as we were competing, starting with 48, uh, 10 years ago, this year we have over 120. Wow.
0: And it's, you said, from six continents?
1: Yes, and um, again, uh, as you're uh, a theater row, you can um, discover how the space, how the, the, the whole is changing with uh, uh, dynamic, with uh, languages, uh, you may find out all over the sudden that people around you speak mostly French or German or other language and you wonder why. And the answer is because this is uh, the world's largest solo theater <laughs> festival with many languages including body language as well. Do you
0: have advice for audience members when they're looking at this festival schedule and seeing so many different choices? Uh, and the festival is long, it goes on for two months basically. Uh, so how should someone who's interested know where to begin?
1: Yes, I have a piece of advice. I would recommend to see all performances <laughs> and then uh, you may have your own uh, decision. Um, uh, but if you don't have that much time uh, to, to spend with us, uh, we'll miss you of course. Uh, then you can go and visit our website uh, United solo.org and, and and see uh, all performances all descriptions of, of performances and find what interests you in terms of uh, topic uh, theme, uh, culture and and any other take you may find uh, specific intriguing for you. And you can also look at uh, performances uh, with the tag uh, line Encore. Those performances uh, are back uh, to us um, due to popular demand to have another wonderful time w- uh, with United Solo. And you also can find uh, performances uh, tagged uh, Best Of. Those performances were performed, presented on... On our stage uh, in the past, and and got uh, warm uh, applause, and 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 come back to us in 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 a wave of of, of glory to be one of uh, unique and 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 truly the best uh, solo uh, performances uh, we've seen through through years.
0: And, and it's my understanding that during the festival, sometimes you add additional performances of shows that are popular. So. What triggers that and where do we look to to see if new shows are added?
1: The idea was to uh, have a space for performances, unique performances, maybe not that popular, but with a wonderful quality and something that is um, uh, amazing to watch, uh, amazing to find. And uh, we have Uh, For those performances, one slot, like for uh, all performances uh, at United Solo. However, uh, whoever is selling well, we have additional slots. So we are adding and will be adding uh, additional performances. Uh, This is, I guess, a healthy balance uh, to to have. Uh, Those who may sell really well, maybe not sky is the limit, but up to 10 performances, is, is, is the max, and if you prefer to have a one shot, one performance for your audience on 42nd Street at Theatre Row with United Solo, we have a space for you.
0: Well, that's wonderful, so I think now we're gonna pass the mic and talk to some of our performers. We have three performers with us today. For the first performer we're gonna speak to, uh, we have Richarda Abrams whose show is called First by Faith, The Life of Mary McLeod Bethune. So first, um, tell us a little bit about yourself and a little bit about your show.
2: Well, I'm Rashada Abrams. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because of, um, I would say, my uh, performance last year with United Solo, I am now a producer as well as playwright, performer. So I know so much more about what I'm doing now. Um, my I went to NYU to School of the Arts. I'm a member of the Actors Studio, League of Professional Theater Women, and uh, I developed my play in um, the uh, New Federal Theater. I mention all these because this was all part of my development to get to United Solo last year. So
0: um, so tell us a little bit about the show.
2: The show. Okay. Uh, I learned about Mary McLeod Bethune. Um, I was reading... Uh, another playwright's work, and she was a character. So they told me to, you know, research. I always do my research. I said, well, these people don't know me, so okay. And the more I researched, I fell in love with her story. Her 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 faith is what carried her through. And it's something I always talked about with my grandmother, trying to understand what was that faith. So the playwright said, well, why don't you write your own show? Right? And I said, well, I will. So I went to New Federal Theater Playwrights Workshop to learn how to write because I'm a very, I'm a fond uh, um, uh, advocate of don't try to do something unless you know the parameters in which to do it. So I learned how to write, and then I developed it there. And then I further developed it in uh, Julia's reading room at the League of Professional Theater Women. And then I went into the, I'm in the Actor studio, so I brought it into the acting sessions, and I workshopped it there. So all of this within last year, from 2015 to last year, right? And uh, then I had a workshop presentation of it. And then someone said, why don't you apply to United Solo Theater Festival? I said, and then they said yes, and I said, oh, "Gosh!" And it put me on the map. I'm serious. <laughs> people are like you're in United. I said, "Yeah." I said, "You're gonna come see me?" They said, "Yeah." So it really put me on the map, and people started to take me seriously. That yeah, she really this actor really wrote this play, you know. And it's been just a beautiful journey. Uh, I've been invited other places, been sold out other places, been sold out at United Solo Theater Festival. People applauding, standing ovations, and I'm just like, "You really like this, you know?" <laughs> so, and but the thing about it is that Mary McLeod Bethune's message is so, so pure. It 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 captures everyone, all walks of life, in all ages, you know. It's something about having faith in yourself and carrying it through, and that's how I've been on this journey.
0: So you learned about her because she was a character in another play. Yes, but what what when you decided to write about her said let's do this solo, instead of let's do a play where she's the lead character with other people around her?
2: Because she was in a, 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 a play with another person, and I thought she needed a play of her own, huh. you know? And it's something about trying to find... I'm always interested in historical uh, people. What makes you, you? You know, we see the, this big person, this president, this... But what makes you, you? And I started to research her, and I went to D.C. and went to her council house. and But it was interesting because her family played a big part in who she was so she was the first person in her family born free after the Emancipation Proclamation wow. right and her father and her mother and then her grandmother those are the people who formed her foundation in my life my father and mother and my grandmother formed my foundation so I found uh, a similar path and I found a, a, a something a, a spiritual connection with her and I even Asked her grandmother, her mother, and father in the spiritual realm if it was okay if I did this play about her because I had that much reverence for this woman's work, Mm. and she became this world-renowned educator. Uh, She was very influential in politics, you know, and things that we enjoy today. She was a part of, you know, with uh, President Franklin Delano Roosevelt, best friends with Eleanor Roosevelt. These are things that how did she get to that point, Mm. you know, and all in her faith. So that's that really. It touched me, and it seems to touch many people. You know, I have people sometimes weeping after shows because they, it struck a chord in them, you know. I've had people say that, I think one lady, her son-in-law, he was a janitor, and his mother was very ashamed because he was a janitor, that he had gone to school, but he realized that this is just what he's doing now to do what he needs to do to pay his bills, and he still can continue on his educational journey. So it was something about that, you know, so.
0: I would mean, have to say she yes. her, she was not a name I was familiar with before learning about your show, but in researching for today, uh, I read up about her, and she yeah. really it not only had such an incredible impact on the world, but it's it's criminal that we weren't didn't learn about her, right i mean uh she for you know we'll'll we'll, in the show notes to this episode link to everyone's show pages, and you can see there's um a video uh that richarda made where she does some clips from the show and talks about her life and it's really uh you know she founded a college and she was the leader of a number of civil rights organizations and like you said with her role uh with the roosevelt's like really there's like in so many different areas and so it it does make sense that uh you would want to put her center stage
2: right have her own show that's it
0: (laughs) so i saw that you uh, won the United Solo Theater Festival's Best Educational Show Award. Right. Congratulations. It, thank
2: you. I'm wondering,
0: when you set out to do this, did you think of it as an educational show?
2: For me, it was about faith. I'm, I'm Now, at NYU, I went to School of the Arts for drama, for acting, but I also continued to uh, educational theater. So I think it's part of my educational theater background, pairing with my acting background, and then Mary McLeod Bethune is educationally based. So yes, this is an educational show, but it's based in faith.
0: Now, uh, you mentioned you've performed the show in a variety of contexts. And I wonder, uh, is there anything different about performing it at United Solo Theater Festival versus, say, at the National Black Theater Festival or at any of the other places when you've done just uh, a run of the show as the show? Does that, does that change the, the chemistry in the room?
2: What I found across the board is people want to be a part of what this is. You know, As I said, it's universal. So here in New York, people are more savvy about certain things, but then in North Carolina, the National Black Theater Festival, they knew all the songs. So it's like before I finished singing them, I was like, okay, I'm going to the next, one, but they're still singing the <laughs> song, you know what I mean? So it's, you know, they're based, church-based, you know, so, but um, universally, people embraced it. And and it, it's, so, it's so much about our experience as human beings on this earth. We're all individuals, we're all different, but we're all the same. We all breathe the same air, you know? There's so many similarities that make us human that that's the path. And, and Mary McLeod Bethune, she just embraced everyone. You know, someone was sick. They didn't have a, 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 a um, hospital for the young lady, an African-American woman. So she built a hospital hmm. that would accept African-Americans. You know what I mean? That's the kind of person she was. And we learned about a lot of other people. So we knew so little about her. You know, and that's why. And one, I had one reviewer say, which I really love, that taking her from the walls of school's classrooms and breathing life back into her.
0: That's such a beautiful way to think of it.
2: You know, so I'm I'm blessed and thankful that I'm on this journey. I really am. I feel so blessed just to be alive to be able to use my work to enlighten and bring her back to life so people can learn about her and hopefully will carry them forward on their individual journeys.
0: That's really beautiful. Thank you. We're going to now chat with Lillian Colon and we'll come back at the end of this conversation we're going to bring everyone into conversation together um, so Lillian tell us about your show.
3: Hi um, thank you for having me. Lily is about a little girl who grew up in an orphanage in the Bronx and made it to be the first Latina Raquette at Radio City Music Hall the biggest stage in the world.
0: <laughs> and it's your story.
3: It is my story. <laughs> so How did you
0: decide that you wanted to tell your story this way?
3: I never really wanted to tell this story ever. (laughs) But I got to a point in my life where, where do I give back? And I never told any of my girlfriends a story. I always was silent about it. I don't really know why. And um, one person said to me, why don't you tell your story? And I was like, well, I don't know. I don't know about that. So I started to write the book but I put it down so many times because it was too emotional. So um, I picked it up every every once in a while, I'd get some divine intervention and say, that's the story, let me put it down. So I kept writing it it took me 20 years to write it. I'm still in the process of writing it or finishing it. And um, I knew that I had to tell the story some way. So I had a synopsis of the book and I, since I live on 42nd Street, I passed by the United Solo Festival and I thought, I'm going to throw in my synopsis of my book and see what the heck. So I went over and I, I put in my synopsis and they called me and I was like, oh, no.
0: So you applied before you wrote the show? Yeah. Oh,
3: my goodness. <laughs> I did. <laughs> and I thought, oh, my God, now I have to put the show together. So I sat down and for six weeks I wrote the whole show. And I was so thankful to United Solo to be able to have me at their festival. But it really was so different from what I was used to. I'm used to working with 35 other girls alongside of me <laughs> and sharing the spotlight, that coming into the spotlight alone, you know, they, you, know, you really scrutinize. They see every bit of you. You know, so it's really difficult to do and difficult to tell. So I had to pull myself out of the story, and say this is the story of Lily, and it's not the story of me. But everybody asks me, "It's your story." If yes. It's
0: my <laughs> <director>. <laughs> so, how do you develop it when you you write it? But then, obviously, the page is different from putting it up on its feet. You work with the director.
3: No. No. I don't. So,
0: so. How, but I'd love to. <laughs> but I don't. <laughs> so, so how how did how did you rehearse? How did you get a sense of what worked, what didn't work?
3: Um, One of my, I do teach dance, and one of my students, I asked if she would just come and sit with me, and um, just listen to me, and she was willing to do that, and I I wrote it just as I lived it, Mm. And, um, and I tried different things, but I cried all the time, and I was like, I was getting sick, and I thought, I can't do this, so I pulled back from it, and then I realized that, just tell the story of Lily and and i I um I had it all down, but you this is my second year at United solo and um i'm so I'm so honored that I get to tell the story and now I get to create it again in a different way it it's 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 fascinating to know that people in Omar and Marston allow people like myself and the rest of the solo artists to be able to express themselves in such a unique way.
0: What did you learn last year that is coming with you this year?
3: What not to do. <laughs> Since it's such a small venue, you have to really stay within the lighting, stay within what works, What I, I don't have any projections, just really me on stage. And I dance and I sing it, so dancing-wise, I can't move too much. Mm. <laughs> I have to stay within a certain parameter. The tech rehearsals are, are fast. <laughs> <laughs> the in and outs are, are very fast. Um, but um, you get used to it and you learn how to The challenge. It's a challenge. You know, I'm, I'm used to like the lighting guy up there all the time. I'm used to like 500 uh, <laughs> you know, performers and there's a lot of stagehands that are taking care of you. And here, you're really on your own. You really have to really control the whole the whole show yourself.
0: Are there things that you've discovered when you're on stage by yourself that you didn't know about, either your own story or about yourself as a performer?
3: Um, All eyes are on you. You really um, it's it's hard to for me. It was hard to be alone on the stage. Uh, but I learned to really dive deep into me and how to give to the audience and, and how to um, help them understand what I'm telling them, mm. help to write write the words that, so they understand it. I'm not a writer. I'm really a dancer. So that was challenging to write and, and to sing it and dance it alone. And you have to really be on your game. You have to take care of yourself. You have to make sure that you're, you're strong in, in what you do.
0: Have you gone back to write more of the book now that you've written the play?
3: I am finished with the book. Oh, congratulations. And, and now working on the cover and how that's going to look. Um, of course, one day I would love for this story to inspire every little child, every person that feels that they're alone in this world and um, help them to realize that the answers are within yourself and that you can grow and be successful if you look inward and know that really the success is within you. It's been a phenomenal experience. I I am really grateful to United Solo for picking me.
0: Oh, that's wonderful. All right, let's uh, go to our third performer, Noah Diamond whose show is called 400 Years in Manhattan. So, Noah,
4: tell us a little bit about you and a little bit about the show. Well, I'm a writer and performer and uh, occasional producer. And uh, in the late 90s, when I was new in town and I was looking for a day job to struggle with while I tried to make my way in the theater, I landed on being a New York City tour guide. And I did that for many years. I still do it occasionally. And, you know, uh, I was a double-decker guide at New York Apple Tours, a notorious and now rightfully defunct company. Uh, <laughs> but I learned a lot there and I really sort of made my New York debut on a double-decker bus. And all the time, as I think almost any artist in that situation would, I was thinking, well, what I'm really doing here is developing material for a solo show. So some of the material in this show I've been working on on my feet for 20 years, delivering it to people all over the world, people from all over the world at Apple and then a whole litany of sightseeing companies. And then in 2007, which is already a long time ago, most of my tour guide career was behind me and I started thinking about how to turn this into a show. And uh, Amanda Sisk, my uh, director and collaborator and uh, we're married in real life too, We did a workshop of this in 2007 at HERE Arts Center. Um, It seemed very promising and it was kind of the main going concern, but then as happens in the theater, other things came along and distracted us and I'm now just getting back to it.
0: So uh, was there something that uh, inspired you to go back to this now, like why now?
4: Yeah, it was a, a confluence of events. One thing was last summer, For the first time in a long time, I did some double-decker tours. Uh, I had done, now and then, as part of a sort of collection of survival gigs, a walking tour here and there. I did some boat tours. Uh, But last summer, for the first time since, I think, 2003, uh, I did some weekend work on the buses. And it sort of all came back to me, the way visiting your childhood home uh, is a whole uh, array of sense memories. It made me think about the show again. And I found myself sort of rewriting it in my head, delivering material I'd already delivered, but finding a perhaps more mature take on it than I had when I was 20. So that made me think, oh, maybe it'd be interesting to get back into this. And another thing that happened is, along with the monologue, this show takes you through the last four centuries of New York City history, and then woven throughout that is a kind of memoir of my experiences as, as a tour guide. Uh, And then along with that, there's a spectacular visual presentation uh, that shows images from the city's history. You can sort of see the past dissolving into the present that way, uh, along with lots of sight gags and, and fun things. But since 2007, the amount of visual material that's available has exponentially increased. New York Public Library and lots of other institutions have released these vast archives of public domain digital materials and when i realized that i thought oh i'd love to get back into that slideshow now and uh so there's a lot more to look at in the show than there was
0: so i know this summer you've been prepping for the show in sort of a unique way uh by leading some independent
4: walking tours right so what 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 was that about (laughs) well i just felt like i i'm getting back into this show and i'm sort of putting myself out there as a tour guide again the bulk of my tour guide career was really a long time ago now. It was really from uh, 1997 to 2003, it was my full-time job. And I don't know, I just thought I should get the feel of the flesh again and, and do it a little bit, and also maybe raise some interest in it, let people know that I'm doing this kind of thing. So yes, this summer I did a series of walking tours, a combination of material from the show and, and other things, and uh, that was great, it's a great way to kind of workshop Material for this show, uh, it works. And, um, you know, the other nice thing about it is the city changes so quickly and so dramatically. um, And the history of New York is such a vast subject matter. And its implications are so disparate. This show can really be about almost anything. And about half the material now is what it was in 2007. Uh, But I was able to emphasize different things. And, you know, in 2007, Uh, The subtext of the show, 9-11, was a constant presence, as everything seemed to be about 9-11 in those years after the attacks. So even when it wasn't um, overt, just talking about the meaning of skyscrapers or the resiliency of the people of New York or the quality of other catastrophes earlier in New York history, so much of it seemed to be about 9-11. And now, against a different current events backdrop, it's all different. Now it seems more like it's presenting New York as a kind of model of American unity and as um, an example of the kind of resilient togetherness that uh, we all need. And in light of other recent catastrophes, uh, the, important, the importance of uh, robustly inclusive and welcoming immigration policy to the American project. Um, New York as kind of the exclamation point at the end of that sentence about inclusion.
0: Oh, that's great. All right. So now we're gonna bring uh everyone to the table for a little bit of a group discussion. So one thing that I noticed that is totally coincidental is that the three of you were all doing nonfiction shows, which is not necessarily uh true of the whole festival. There's all sorts of shows in the festival. But I wonder if there's something about telling true stories that makes a natural connection for you with solo work. And for those of you who are playing yourselves or a version of yourself. Do, do you feel like there's a particular boundary around like what has to be absolutely true versus uh, this is still a piece of theater, even if it's not, you know a, a made up story
3: for me, i I do feel that it has to be true. But how do you tell a story that's a true story with laughter as well as the dramatic, the sentimental? So um, I find that. I must tell the sto- story in a very true and honest way.
2: I think it's imperative that we tell the truth. It's something, um, in the National Council of Negro Women, that's one of the uh, organizations that Mary McLeod Bethune founded. And I've spent time with them in between, you know. And um, they came to my second show at United Soul last year. and. I cried because with all the things I was doing, I didn't get a chance to call them. And they came because they found it. And I've been in in, uh, conversations with different chapters and listening to the work that they do. Now, I'm extremely busy with all the work that I'm doing. One thing I can do is tell the truth about this woman and illuminate the work that they're doing because they are doing the real work in helping people live life. So with what I have, what I've been given, I can help people in that way. And I think it's very important. I like to help. So this is a perfect marriage of helping but also telling the truth that will hope, hopefully help someone else on their journey.
4: Uh, my show has this um, historical aspect to it, also, like Richarda's show, you know, it's, um, it's important to get the facts right when you are, in a sense lecturing people about history. And tour guides are somewhat notorious for fabricating you know stories that, that make a good tale. Uh, I was guiltier of that than I knew during my tour guide days. You hear a story from another tour guide, and there's myths that get perpetuated endlessly. Uh, you realize, oh, you tell that uh, Empire State Building suicide story too? (laughs) I've been telling it for years. Um, And so in preparing this show, I have thought, um, I better check up on some of this stuff and not rely so much on the initial burst of research that I did when I first became a tour guide. So I've been doing a lot of fact-checking, and uh, there is one lie in my show, but I identify it. So (laughs) other than that, it's all true.
0: So what does being part of a festival like this mean for you and for your show?
2: It really put me on the map. The support and, first of all, the organizational skills that you learn. that's, That's first and foremost. Getting everything in on time. It's important because they have a lot of work to do, and they have a lot of people they're dealing with. So if you're prompt, then everything will go smoothly, you know? Um, and that carried on into the next shows that I produced for myself. <laughs> I said, well, I know, so I said, I'm going to do this. And I just carried it over. I did, I carried it over into it. So, you know, so, it, but it's very important. But also the support. When we, we were at the, the uh, gala last year, oh, my gosh. The love and support in that room. It was just, it was, it was, it was just so beautiful. And then everybody watching, I didn't know I was going to get an award. Watching everyone get their awards and just clapping because people, you did it, you made it, you were part of United Solo Theater Festival. And then we all got on the stage and took a group picture, and that was like, you know, it was very important. I mean, they're very supportive, and I even got an opportunity to take a class with Olympia Dukakis, who I revere, <laughs> and she, she's such a one, and she's doing another class this year. I was out of town. Now I'm back, but you know, such a beautiful woman, and the pearls of wisdom that she 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 left with us. It, it's something about that I want to further study. With her, you know, so it's just it's just a big. I say it's like a big family. Honestly, you don't know everybody in it, but when you start meeting them, just like you know them all the time.
4: I think on a practical level, uh, the United Solo Festival and other theater festivals, they just allow you to produce your work in New York in a relatively low-cost, low-impact way. And so I've been grateful for every festival I've participated in. This is my United Solo debut, I'm happy to say. But, um, you know, in general, for the kind of expenditure of effort and and money and resources that, you know, you would normally maybe spend years trying to self-produce work outside the context of a festival, you can make it happen. You can put your show on. And um, so the ability to... Produce your work in a low-impact way and be visible in New York. It's one of the great things about the United Solo Festival.
0: We hadn't talked before about the classes that are offered as part of the festival. Do you just want to um, pop in and talk about why that's a part of the festival? and, and you know, What uh, what they are and, and, and why it's important that you're doing it?
1: Yes, at some point uh, I thought we should not only um, engage and, and, and promote solo work and um, entertain our audiences but also uh, give a chance f- uh, for those who are truly into uh, digging in um, solo, solo ground. And uh, that was the idea to, to to come up with the uh, um, United Solo um, educational program. Uh, we had phenomenal um, artists, uh, icons uh, of theater and, and showbiz, uh, Olympia Dukakis uh, is with us for for a long time, and uh, her master classes are just uh, unique, phenomenal, and and anytime I can sneak in and and learn uh, from her, this is what I'm what I'm doing. Uh, we had uh, Fiona Shaw, um, uh, Austin Pendleton, Anne Bogart, uh, and many many other uh, great
0: great names. Wow, I mean, those are top of the top
1: yes and uh, again uh, uh the program is, is open if you're interested in, in joining us uh visit our website unitedcell.org and you will find more information about uh educational program we we run
0: when you're part of the festival especially at when the actual festival is happening how much of it is just like i am focused on doing my show and how much of a chance do you get to Meet the other artists to see other artists work. Uh, is there, you know, is is there a networking element, does, or or is it really just like such a blur? How does how does that all happen for you?
2: It happens truly, and not just because he just spoke about it, but it truly happens when you participate in other things like the classes, because then you start I, the same people that I was in class with last year were still friends, were still supporting each other, and that wouldn't have happened had I not been there. So as well as getting the pearls of wisdom from Olympia Dukakis, I got friends, right, who were actively saying, "Oh, congratulations!" And this one, um, Fito, he's he's I think back home now. We're still in contact, you know. So it's 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 that's how you do it. And then the gala, I met my high school friends, who were also in the show. Belina and I went to high school, (laughs) and I was like, "Is that you?" You know. So you have to be, you know, with any you have to be in it, you know. So you have to be a part of things in order to meet other people. And going to see other shows is not a bad idea.
3: For me, I try to stay focused on my show because I'm so scared. Ah. <laughs> so stay focused and try to um, try to make sure that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing in my show. But last year, um, I met a young man who did the festival who spoke about Freddie Prince, And I had gone. School with Freddie Prince, oh. and he is in my show, so it was so nice to meet him. and And I'm like, why didn't I network more? Why didn't I reach out more? I was so focused on making sure that my show was good. That this year I hope to see more shows, be involved more. I would love to take that Olympia de Cacas class. Ooh, <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> Um, so, But there is that narrow f- focus that you have to have in order to get up there alone mm. and perform. The gala is the, the best way to meet everybody. After you have finished your show, you're calm, you can go in, you can meet all these people. I had no idea so many people were doing the festival. Mm. And, and I, I want to learn more from watching them do their shows so that I can bring my
2: show to the next level. And to back on that. When I realized my friend Belina was in the show, I hadn't seen her show. I didn't know because it's so many people. And I said, oh my gosh, had I known, I'd have been, now I'm going to be at her show this year. <laughs> and I'm gonna, you know, so had I known, I would have been there. So yes, the gala is the place to meet everybody. But before you go to the gala, look at the website. You might see your (laughs) friends and you can go see them and then say, hey, I saw you, you know, when you get to the gala.
4: Solo shows have a kind of lonely quality to them. Mm. Uh, Almost all theater people, I think, really strongly value the community and family aspect of putting on a show. Uh, But solo shows, there's just you, or if someone else directed it, there's two of you. If someone else wrote it, there's three of you. But that's about all. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that gala. I'm (laughs) I'm looking forward to interacting with the rest of the world.
0: What advice would you offer to an audience member who looks at the website and sees 120 different shows? um, After they look at your show, how should they, uh, how, how would you tell them to kind of navigate their way through figuring out what they might wanna see?
4: My advice would be to see, besides 400 years in Manhattan, see two shows See the the one that jumps out at you first as, oh, that's for me. I would love that. That's my kind of show. And then also see one that might be a little bit of a stretch for you, something more adventurous. Mm-hmm.
2: I agree. I think they should first really look at that website because there are so many wonderful shows. So if you can see more than one, yes, see, of course, see the one of the person you know. But see as many as you can because... Like, this year I'm going to see some shows, because last year I didn't get a chance to. And, like, the gentleman you spoke about, with the, I, I was watching his Freddie Prince and like, said, okay, how do you construct this um, postcard? I watched his journey, and then I met him because he won <laughs> a couple of awards, you know? But the thing is, it's like, I would have loved to have seen his show, too. So it's, it's so diverse. Go and see everything that you can. I mean, it's just so diverse. You will not miss out. And, and if anything, you'll be so enriched that you'll want to come and see another show.
3: The one thing about um, United Solos has so many different shows. So there isn't one show that will will make you unhappy. You can see any one of them and it would be great. I mean, I had, didn't get to see Jose's show about Freddie Prince, but I became such good friends with him afterwards and I was able to give him more insight about Freddie because he didn't know Freddie. He's too young. <laughs> so I was able to help him develop his show even more. So what United Solo does for all of us individually is uh, really remarkable. Help us grow not only in our shows, but as people, as human beings. And i um, very grateful to this festival. I hope it continues for over, over and over and over again for many, many years to come.
1: And quite often we uh, run several different, productions uh per day uh i feel privileged to, to to take my seat and and to watch most uh incredible uh theatrical experience uh when i see uh solo performances uh on our stage and sometimes after seeing uh, first one second one i i'm still trying to collect my my emotions my my thoughts and i become sometimes Quite skeptical about seeing another one till I see it, and then I'm again surprised uh, seeing something, something amazing, something surprising, something I I wouldn't dare thinking that three or five performances uh, uh, on Sunday will will take uh, uh, such a tremendous um, journey, uh, invite for for a tremendous journey. I, I, I
2: and I was just going to add, there's nowhere like this in the world where you can have this. We're in New York City, the United Solo Theater's on, at Theater Row, on Theater Row, on 42nd Street, the mecca of theater. There's nowhere else you're going to get this. We are actually off-Broadway doing our shows. You're not going to get this anywhere else. And you may not see these people anywhere else except right here. Until they go on, but because they've had a chance to be here. So you got to come and see us. (laughs) Come on and see us. We
3: are just steps from Broadway. (laughs) That's
2: actually,
0: um, that brings up a question I meant to ask you all before, which is, um, is this festival, in the life of your shows, is this a launching point? Is it a destination? Is it uh, one step of many?
3: This is the first step. Uh, and I hope to grow the show more. I would like to do a huge musical about Lily, the little orphan who came without the Daddy Warbucks showing up. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Puerto Rican Annie. And, and United Solo gave this opportunity to Lily to be able to grow. And um, and and also to grow as a performer, as a solo performer. So that now that I'm doing this for the second year, now I'm adding new things, taking away things, really growing the show so that it's not um, so it's not the same as last year.: So we'll see.
2: And I feel like I'm coming home, honestly. Last year was my world premiere. Now I'm coming home, and the show has grown, it has changed, not all the way, It hasn't changed everything, but uh, it has changed in terms of it has matured as I've matured. And I'm so excited to come back home and say, hey, what do you think? This is where we are now. How do you like it? You know what I mean? And, 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 and receive the warmth and the love that I received last year and give the warmth and the love. Because I'm telling you, it's, yes, it's a business, but it's warmth and love. These people care. They care.
4: Uh, for my part, uh, yes, I would love to keep this show going. Um, and one of the nice things about solo shows is they're relatively easy to put on. Um, I'm I've just come off of a really a decades long developmental process on a big musical that had this long odyssey of staged readings and uh, festival production and then uh, an independent off-Broadway production. Um, And I have become wary of the sort of endless cycle of ravenous ambition that attacks when you work on these projects. So I'm simultaneously, I have sort of one eye on oh, I'd love to get a run out of this, and maybe this show could just run and run and be enjoyed by tourists and New Yorkers. And then the other part of me says, no, just do the show you're doing right now. Make it as good as possible at the United Solo Festival. Uh, so whatever happens or doesn't happen after that, it can't be a disappointment.
0: That's, that's a great point of view.
1: A part of um, our mission uh, at United Solo is to, to, to really strongly promote uh, solo artists. Uh, for that reason we recommend them uh for um, various venues spaces places festivals uh we had many performers who who started uh here uh on the 42nd for, for street but then perform in Poland or Germany uh after our uh, recommendation uh and sometimes we see uh performances with uh, with a longer run elsewhere uh, last year we have a show, a uh, very successful uh, a production, called Lover. And we know uh, that this show has uh, its own uh, relatively long run, uh, The Next Door, same, same street, not competing, but being very proud of that success.
0: That's wonderful. Uh, I know that often uh, our listeners listen because they want to get the first look at something and this sounds like a great opportunity to be uh, in many cases, the first to see something that that grows, and sometimes to be uh, the lucky audiences who benefit from something that is tested in front of other people. Either way, it's uh, it's pretty great. All right. So I think the last question I have for you all, although if you have other things you want to say beyond that, we can also do that, is to sort of flip that question and say, uh, if people are listening and they have an idea that they've been toying with for a solo show and haven't yet taking that jump into making it a reality, uh, what would your advice be for them about how to, how to actually make it happen?
1: I would start with a simple solution. Just apply uh, <laughs> to perform at United Solo. Uh, interesting thing is that uh, once we start our festival, we open the same day uh, our submission process. Uh, so whoever is excited about seeing a show at the festival can apply with his, her, material uh, the same day. Uh, that's, that's the, the the way of reaching out uh, for, for immediate uh, work of, of solo artists.
0: And what is it, what does an application look like?
1: Um, simply you're going you're visiting UnitedSolo.org and information is jumping on you.
0: but I mean what what do people need to have figured out at the time they apply?
1: Um, the, the, there you will find a list of useful guidelines. There's a list of materials you can you can submit um, and, and a way uh, that will help helping you to uh, to bring the, uh, the, the essence of, of your work uh, uh, so, so you can get your shot later on at the festival.
2: Well. You have to uh, submit your materials, whatever materials you had at the time. Last year, I had my play, so I had to submit my play, um, information about the play, um, information about who was uh, the director, and you know all those kind of things. Um, just basic application things that you need to do. Well,
0: to I, I guess I asked because I know that, like Lillian said, that when she submitted, she didn't, right. the play didn't exist yet. So
3: I say anybody who has a burning desire to tell a story to get out there. There's no pain, no gain. just like they say it, you know. So if you have a a story or if you can tell a story about someone else, um, oh, please submit your material or submit anything that you have to United Solo. They will read it. They will actually read it. And they will listen. And they they will call you if they see that there's um, something here for an, an audience to really receive it's it's a wonderful way to express yourself and to work on your
2: craft and what i was going to say is just do it you have nothing to lose we have this one life use it god gave us this gift it's called the present our gift is our what we do with it back to god that's how i see it so just do it don't be afraid just do it what can happen you can succeed
4: yeah, just do it is exactly the thing. I, you can spend so much time alone in your room trying to figure out how to write a play or put on a play or figure out how to tell the story you want to tell. And that time is important and valuable. But ultimately, the audience is going to tell you what works and what doesn't work. And the way to learn to do theater is to do theater. Um, that's another reason these kinds of festivals are so valuable. They make it a little bit easier to do it. Just get on stage, work it out in front of the audience.
2: I think... If you have an idea, as already been stated, I think you write whatever it is in your heart. Invite some friends over. Read it for them. And then take it a step further. Work on it further. And then like uh, Lily had the gem of her idea and sent it in the United Solo Theater Festival and they liked it. So just do it. It, 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 You you can't fail. You fail if you don't try. So just do it And, and, and have a good time. Enjoy the journey. That's the point. Enjoy the journey with this one life that we have. Use it.
3: And even if it's not um, something that that is a story of your story or somebody else's story, but if it's um, 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 something that bothers you, such as like for me, you know, foster children, adopted children, places that are orphanages. Nobody knows about orphanages in New York City. They think it's always Ireland. Mm-hmm or someplace exotic, not here. And for that, I wanted to be able to bring that to life so that people understand that children are suffering and children need stories to get out there so that people can succeed and be happy in life. One
4: of the reasons when I decided to do 400 Years in Manhattan again, one of the reasons I was so eager to do it in the United Solo Festival is because 42nd Street makes it's almost like a site-specific show because it's the story of new york city history on perhaps the most storied street in town and the history of 42nd street including the specific block where theater row is uh is in my show of course that's a street and a block that has been through a lot in the last century and more um and so you know the idea of coming to see this show and hearing my take on the history of the city and then when the show's over, you walk out into the city, you're sort of still in the show. Um, and uh, maybe we can spend the rest of our lives in this show.
1: <laughs> and I would like to take the, the opportunity to to really uh, express how grateful I am uh, to have all phenomenal artists uh, on, on our stage. Thank you very much for, for sharing your passion, your talents, your uh, ups and downs of your characters you you present it's 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 amazing what, what you're doing and uh, especially uh, today when I feel very often quite tired of uh, seeing profile uh, on facebook and and Instagram and so on and so on uh, I see profiles meaningful profiles on stage created by a singular uh, performer so thank you for
0: That wraps up today's episode of Maximum Thank you so much for joining us for this episode And an extra special thanks to Lillian, Noah, Omar, and Rasharda for joining us Extra, extra special thanks to festival coordinator Marcin Lipinski For helping to coordinate getting everyone in the room together The United Solo Festival runs from September 19th to November 24th At Theatre Row on 42nd Street You can find times and ticket information for the shows you heard about today As well as 120 other solo shows at unitedsolo.org Remember, additional performances may be added during the festival, so if something you want to see is sold out, check again in a few days. You can find the United Solo Festival on Twitter as at United Solo. Omar is at O-M-A-R-S-A-N-G-A-R-E. Rasharda is at DramaSmith. Noah is at Noah Diamond. And his show is at 400 Manhattan. That's the number 400 and then the word Manhattan. And of course, Maximu is at Maximu and I'm at It's D. Levy. We'll be back in a couple weeks with a preview of October Theater. and Don't forget about our new Maximu Book Club, Reading Letters to a Young Artist by Anna DeVere Smith, which we'll be discussing on the October 24th episode. I hope you'll read along with us and share with us your thoughts and questions inspired by the book, either on Twitter or by email to podcast at Maximu.com. Anything you send us before October 20th may become part of our on-air discussion. Thanks for listening.